1: Welcome to a brand new episode of the Five Heart Podcast, brought to you by CornNation.com, hosted on JitteryMonkey.com, part of the Jittery Monkey family of podcasts. My name is Greg Mahochko, joining me from the great white north, John Dam Johnston, and uh, joining us, CornNation's newest contributor slash correspondent slash, I don't know, sucker who wants to write for free or cheap. Free, we'll go free. Uh, Cade Doman, Cade, welcome to the show. Welcome to coordination, man. Thanks. It'd be good to be here, John. We're going to use this as a, as a get to know
0: you piece, aren't we? Well, we are. We're going to grill him. We're going to see what he can do. We're going to see what he can answer. I, I told we're going to see him. what he's all about. He he did
1: ask you know we ask me what we were going to uh, talk about, and I, I said – that you specifically, John, wanted to uh, uh, give him life advice as well. So uh, throughout the course of the show, I, I hope that he's got a pen and paper and, and ready to jot some things down.
0: <laughs> yeah, because uh, my life advice is always worth that.
2: <laughs> well, you know, you've you, you, you got a yield trap memory. I'll be sure to remember it all for sure.
1: Well, let's start there. kid uh, you're, you're going to school? Yep,
2: I am, UNL. I'm graduating in May.
1: Fantastic. What What is your uh, area of expertise, or soon-to-be expertise, after they give you a piece of paper? Uh,
2: I have a major in sports media and communication, which is basically like journalism or anything like that, just sports-related. And then I have minors in math and English.
1: So you're gunning for my job at Coronation? I guess so. John, we what? we, we, we got to get rid of I, it
0: now. No, I'm. I no. We're we anybody can be replaced, even me. Nope. <laughs> you you proved you could. No.
1: John, you you proved you couldn't be replaced when you almost died. And you're like, nope. Yeah, but I if gotta I, keep going. Coronation it needs it'd, it'd me. Carried
0: on. It'd have carried on without me. No. I probably need to hear that story. Uh,
1: <laughs> so so John, in in a in a bit of brevity, although it's a it's a it's a, it's a sad subject. John, you know when we lost Brian, he couldn't be replaced by one person. It took like eight people to replace Brian. So oh, that is true. So that is true. It, when when you're at coronation, Cade, you're here for life. Uh, even the people who have right. left, they haven't really left. So, um, uh, so fantastic, and and we are uh, catching you at, a, at the most opportune time as you're driving, which is always you know smart.
0: Yep.
2: yep. Best time to talk.
0: Oh my God. Uh,
2: reservations I are down I, you what reservations are down when you're driving say what you mean mean what you say
0: oh my god I, you know what I can't I can't talk on the phone and drive
2: I I can't.
0: I've never been able to. This is before my wretched death of a brain injury, but uh, I I literally... The the reason why I could never talk on the phone and drive is because 99% of the calls I get on the phone while I'm driving is somebody's blown up a system somewhere and they expect me to fix it over the phone. And that requires a lot of concentration so that I don't give them the wrong advice to fix their database server without destroying all their records. and. Therefore, I never did it. But you know, socially, uh, I I never talk to people on the phone. So you talk, you talk to everybody on the phone while you're driving.
2: Yeah, whenever I like my friend in California, whenever we talk, I even if I'm at home, uh, I'm at home. I'll get in the car and I'll just drive around. <laughs> so, I don't know why.
0: Are you Are you serious? Yeah, that's kind of creepy. All
1: right, so I, I'm I'm a I'm a That'd be like
0: me saying I I. I I don't collect bar- dolls, but when I do, they're Barbies. Kate, <laughs> <laughs> uh, C- you at least
1: for, for safety's sake, you can at least assure us that your hands free.
2: Yep, I am. Yep, yeah, sit bl- down. Bluetooth. Perfect. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Yep.
0: <sighs> so, what? What, John? You were going to say something. No, I, I my mind is like off. My mind is thinking of last week when I was driving through the snow up 35W in Minneapolis, and the guy just in front of me to the right kept looking down, and I knew he was looking at his phone. And then he did a 180, and and he's three to 360, and poof, disappeared into the side of the road and a big ball of snow flying through the air. And I went, ah, you stupid bastard. <laughs> Not because the, I, I, when you're driving and the when you're driving and you can't tell them where the little lanes are anyway because it's snowing so hard. All it takes is for you yeah. to slide over just a little bit, and the snow grabs you and throws you into the ditch. And you know, I laugh at people like that. I do. So I laughed out
1: loud and I, I pointed. John, do you remember last summer uh, during the off season when Haas and I did the uh, uh, the chats, the, the get to know you chats with everybody from coordination on the podcast? kind of okay well i have those questions
0: do you really i still Good do. job so it's like you prepared
1: well i don't know about that uh, it's it, more more like i don't clean up my laptop desktop screen so uh they were the still yep. so so uh cade we're going to kind of rapid fire these questions to you and then we're going to talk some nebraska ball and and, uh, and you know tim miles who's been in the news this week things like that um uh, are you a nebraska native
2: I am actually from Iowa, so, um, but I'm only an hour away from Lincoln. All of my family and all my family's family is from Nebraska, so we only moved there because my dad got a job there. So,
0: what town?
2: Trainer, Iowa, town of 900. It's I. It's 30 minutes from Omaha, is what I say, but it's seven minutes from Council Bluffs.
1: I, I so nine uh, a town of nine hundred. So when you moved there, because your dad got a job there, it sounded like your dad got the job in the town.
2: It, he, yeah, he was he was the pastor of the town. So oh, okay, well, there
1: yep. you go. Oh my God! Wait, just, wait, wait, pastor son John, I think you're going to have to clean up your language.
0: No, I'm just going to have to wash myself more or something. I don't know. <laughs> now
2: you're good.
1: Uh, so, so you're a, a student who graduates uh, this spring. So that uh, kind of checks off the next question. Um, lifelong Husker fan. Uh huh, for sure. Yep. Do you have hate Iowa? Hate Iowa. So. That's that's fantastic. What is your earliest like Husker memory?
2: Earliest memory. The first game I went to was the Iowa State game where we had. Nine turnovers or whatever it was. So, the first in in person experience wasn't the greatest for me, and it was cold and wet and rainy, and it was not a good not a good day. But I guess for most of my time since I wasn't really I didn't re- I don't remember the 90s 90, 90 championships. So I've for the most part had Bill Callahan, Bo Flinny, Mike Riley as memories. So it was a it was a fitting start to my Husker
0: Husker memories. So do you, Mike? I, I remember that game. Yeah, I, I went and had my annual physical the week after that game.
1: Was that the right. one where they uh, uh, did they do one finger or two?
0: No, well let's not talk about that. My God, <laughs> that's kind of I just. <laughs> you know what I, I, I that my doctor was this uh, a woman doctor at that time and she she literally was like I don't know 35 40 years old but she looked like she was still 22 and she's small so she had small hands I All liked right. her anyway she wanted me to, to fill out this this psych evaluation you know one of those like mental health questionnaires yeah, yeah and I remember it is you know they ask you like how much you drink You know, and I'm like, I just went through this game that was the most freaking psychotic game that I've ever seen. And I I filled this out, and I do remember the one question that said, uh, Have you ever felt about, you know, have you ever thought about, how recently have you thought about ending your life? (laughs) And I scratched it out with a big, like, psychotic scratching. And I wrote in, how recently have you thought about ending or or, uh, uh, faking your own death? And I wrote, right now. In these big letters. And then she comes back and she goes, Well, let's review your answers. And she picks it up and she looks at it. And she looks at me and she kind of looks at me and she knows me. She knows that I'm kind of mouthy. And I just said, Listen, you know what? Eight freaking turnovers. I think five of them were within the 10 yard line. We lost to yeah. Iowa State at home for the first time in 34 years. This is a stupid time for me to get a physical. I'm sure my blood work is going to show like 80% alcohol or something. How about if we try this again in a month or something, you know? Yeah, I remember that game. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, back to
1: Cade, who we're trying to get to know. Oh, Uh, yeah, yeah. Cade, uh, do you have an all-time favorite Husker, and it it could be any sport?
2: Any sport. Probably a football player.
0: Yeah,
2: figured. Let's see... My brain automatically thinks Roy Hallou, but I've, Kenny Bell. Those two are they're, they're kind of when I first like really started like investing like every bleeding minute of my life into Oscar football. So the Roy Hallou Missouri game is probably when he like became one of my favorite players. Obviously, Sue and like I'm a big Taylor Martinez guy. Just that kind of crew is big for me.
1: The uh, like the 2009 to, to 2012 kind of yep. kind of uh, era. Yep. And, mm-hmm. and you mentioned uh, Roy Hulu in the Missouri game, uh, which kind of brings us to. you May have answered the next question, but do you have a, a favorite Husker sports moment?
2: Moment. Uh, I was at the Michigan State Brandon Riley touchdown. Okay. Hail Mary. So that was probably, you know, I was in the student section, so it just went wild. That's probably my best memory. And the Michigan State game this year, actually, was in the pouring snow and, like, freezing. Like, couldn't feel my feet. And we came back and won that game, too. And it was just a good time, like, as being part of the student section. It was my last game, too. So that was that's a good one, too.
1: Last question here in the get to know you portion of the show. And how did you start riding for Coronation? Because, uh, as I mentioned at the outset, uh, you are our newest contributor, uh, and it's really yep. only been a couple of weeks. So, uh, how, how did that happen?
2: So, I wrote for Fan Sided, like in high school. As a, am a Chargers fan. So, I wrote for them. And then I was contacted by an upstart organization called the Armchair All-Americans to be the team manager for Nebraska. And since they were, like, upstart, they, like, didn't have a lot of recognition, but I managed the one other writer we had, and I kind of, like, told, they that we should write this article this time, blah, blah, blah. Out of the two of us, it was hard to cover everything, but then I ran their Twitter also. But then Evan, I'm friends with Evan, so um, he told me that, you guys wanted writers and I thought it'd be cool to get my name on kind of a more popular, uh, place. So, and they're kind of shifting the direction they're going. So it was just, I thought it was a nice time to start here. So
1: John, does that seem to line up with the, the story that you've been telling everybody about how, uh, uh, you, you know, you were in the alley asking people questions, <laughs> very odd questions. <laughs>
0: well not exactly okay well then uh, we'll go with kate's version (laughs) i'm in an alley asking people very odd questions (laughs) Uh, so uh, i'm thinking of an old country song right now
1: i was thinking of not an old country song i don't think they really covered that subject in old country songs john that's why i was uh all right so let's let's shift focus a little bit now uh as far as as you know, covering Husker athletics, what what's your forte? What what what's your, I mean, is it whatever comes your way, or, or do you have a, you know a, a niche you know sport that like like Ty who was with us, you know, he was our volleyball guy, and, and Rick is our our recruiting uh, guru, and and uh, Jill, I mean, she does everything, uh, but you know, she also covers you know the women's hoops. So is there like a sport that that you're uh, you know, Keith is another example because he, he covers baseball. So is there, like, a sport that you're set up to cover or, or bring a little bit more exposure to, or, or are you just kind of, you know, wherever you're needed?
2: Um, for the most part, wherever i needed, but right now I'm pretty much doing basketball, and then I'm helping out with recruiting, too. So football and basketball, I'm pretty basic. Those are my, like, top two sports. My roommate's actually on the baseball team, so I kind of follow them, but. Oh. Well, really? Interesting. Yeah.
0: Should we ask who he is or should we leave him out of it? Let's yeah. not name
2: names. Name. No, we can. Oh, okay. I, got I mean, it doesn't matter to me.
0: He's
2: uh, Alex Henwood. He's like alternating starting second baseman. He like starts yeah. the game weekend.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, then we'll have more expectations for you there.
1: Yeah. All righty. We, we, we can get we can get direct quotes from the, from the player, we don't have to go yeah, through the can. sports information
0: director. <laughs> Well, that would not that would not be proper. <laughs>
1: well, I mean, like, but,
0: you know, we, I, can, I, I, we, we could be, we'll talk about that later. We we it could no, be, no. it could be very
1: vague. It could be like uh uh you, you know as Cage writing up a, a a baseball report and uh, one anonymous player came home and he was very upset. <laughs> <I'm kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, anyway, um. Well, let's, let's talk about the... Uh, Wait, no. No,
0: I have questions. Oh, shit. Sorry. Okay. Carry on. What the hell, man? Sorry. So what are you hoping to... Do you have a, a job lined up after you graduate? I mean, I don't know how this works anymore.
2: I, I, I don't. You're supposed to, but I don't have one. Um, I've just been applying. I actually have a... Next Tuesday, I'm going to Indianapolis. There's an NFL PR seminar for college students, and I got accepted into that. So... I get to talk to, like, representatives from 30 teens about working for them potentially. So I'm hoping something comes out of that. But other than that, I've been applying places, but nothing 100% yet. Make sure that you so put...
0: when So when, you, so when you're you in sports media, I mean, nowadays, I mean, do you have to know video and photography and writing and the whole gamut of things?
2: We, I was in a sports... Um, writing class actually at UNL and we had Shelly Smith from ESPN came in and she, she said, you know, she started as like just an, like a, an on TV personality. Like she did anchors and like sideline stuff. But she said like, as they've been laying off people that she's really had to start to know video and start to know the behind the scenes and like the social media part. She has to, she kind of has to do everything now. So the sports media major, it was actually created, um, two years ago so they kind of made that so that anyone that had a sports emphasis in marketing or journalism or broadcasting you could take them out of those three majors and put them in their own so you kind of have to be able to do everything now so
0: and you have a minor in math so did you i mean what's that about why a minor in math um,
2: so i actually didn't know what i wanted to do when i came to college and i really just love math and numbers so uh I just kept taking math classes because math teacher was my other like side um, option. So I um, took up the calc three, which gets you a minor here.
0: Oh yeah, well, what is that? Two hundred eight.
2: I think so. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. <sighs> okay. What else was I going to ask? Oh, yeah, here's a here's a question. I'm you're you. I'm an old crusty guy, right? right. Yeah, my first game. My first game was like in 1978 or 1976 or something like that. Uh, Dave Butterfield gave gave up a 98 yard bomb, and Missouri beat us. I don't remember what the score is right now, but that's not important. What important is I'm an old crusty guy, right? My memories of the glory days include both Bob Devaney and Tom Osborne and five national championships. No. Okay, you're a new yeah. guy, and I, I liked your answers about uh, like Roy Haleu and Kenny Bell being your favorite players. But so here's what I want to ask you: <clears throat> Does playing Oklahoma mean a damn thing to you?
2: Um, it does. Uh, not. I I think Texas actually to me just because of the one second on the clock thing. I hate them more. But we played Oklahoma in the big 12 championship like the was it the last year we were in the big 12 yeah and so that i guess like they talked about it all before the game like all the history the last meeting and blah blah blah. so like i kind of got an idea of that and then my dad and my brother own like dvds of every husker season from like the 90s so like we sometimes just have those on like in the background like as we're just at home so, like, Oklahoma games would play. So, like, I've seen them. So it doesn't mean as much to me, probably, to you, but I'm glad that, like, we're playing them again, and I hope it can mean a little more to me.
0: Is that an honest answer, or are you just sucking up?
2: I mean, it, it doesn't mean as much to me as Wisconsin and Iowa, probably. But maybe even, like, I just, I hate Northwestern, too, for some reason. But, I, I wish it meant more to me. That's the honest answer.
0: Is it really? I mean, we could, because yeah. because you understand where I can go here. Yeah. I can go I can go with the old people we need to line up in heavy formations and have a fullback and run the triple option because that's what we did before and that worked and blah 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 blah. And I really find it annoying honestly, but but that's the you know what I mean? That's the people that I'm around yeah. or my age, they do this kind of crap like Mm-hmm. Yeah, on third and two, you have to run the ball and have a blocking back in front of your guy that runs I, in the middle.
2: My uncle's a lot like that. So is my dad. So I know, I know those kind of people.
0: Do you, do, do you ever tell him to shut up and just... I'm not going to say uh, bad I, things about your dad the pastor. <laughs> I mean,
2: yeah, I, I, I do sometimes. It just depends. My uncle has... The, um, like strongest football memory that I've ever met which like I have a pretty good memory so it, it it's kind of astonishing he remembers like plays from meaningless games from 1993 and 1982 so it's kind of incredible and his whole basement is just he has a football helmet for like every team in the FBS like a mini one and then he has a full size NFL helmet for every team so his basement's just like a shrine to football. So, wow. Yeah,
0: it's really impressive, actually. I don't know what to say to that. I'm not a stuff gets, collector. I have like gets, a uh, I have a a signed Oklahoma Nebraska football from I think it's six Heisman Trophy winners that I bought from Husker Max, and and that's really. Honestly, that's—I have a crapload of books that I've reviewed, and uh, yeah. somewhere I have a signed autograph of Andamikan Sue. But I don't—I don't collect stuff. I don't.
2: He's such a football purist that it—it's—he so he does that stuff like on third and two, and he used to be a fullback in the
0: formation, and blah blah blah. Yeah. He's, that's not a purist. That's a guy stuck in the past. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> If your uncle listens to this. You can tell him. Well, I don't have. You don't have to tell him. I just said that's a guy stuck in the past. For God's sakes, there yeah, are I, other forms of down. offense that are much more brilliant than that.
1: I think. Yeah, uh, I yeah. more more important. I, I, I think we have finally been able to identify who run the damn ball guy is. <laughs> Cade's
2: uncle. Cade's uncle. My uncle. My uncle is I definitely run the damn ball guy. Yeah. He's a big oh. guy from the, the the way they run their organization and the way they play football. So,
0: okay, my God,
1: <laughs> sorry, you, you, you. I had to
0: digest this for a few minutes. You guys talk amongst yourselves.
1: Okay, um, <laughs> uh, so when's your birthday, no, I'm Um I actually, I was just uh, clearing out some stuff on Facebook and, and saw the original message from Cade to Coronation uh saying, hey, uh, I, this is what I do. I mean, essentially the story that he just relayed to us a few minutes ago. Um, so anyway, we're, we're damn glad to have you on, Cade, and uh, have you aboard Coronation and, and your uh, debut on the Five Heart podcast. Did you ever listen to the podcast before? I I haven't, no. But That's all right. I don't it, think anybody else does. I,
0: <laughs> i've listened to it now
2: yeah well it, i've actually just started getting into podcasts so well
1: that's because you spend all your time in your vehicle on your phone we've established that so yep that's where <laughs> yeah. i listen to podcasts is on my drive so um well let's let's turn our attention get get uh, we tend to go off the rails here on the show but let's uh let's try to uh, Back on track here, and let's talk a little Nebraska ball because, you know, after the six or seven game losing streak, something like that, hey, they won a couple. They had what could almost yep. be considered a winning streak. And then, in pardon my French to your dad if he's listening, uh, they shit the bed at Penn State. Um, yeah, they-, they, they, they didn't show up. Uh, and I don't know if that was – a response to, I, I don't understand. I don't, I don't know the timeline per se, um, and maybe the Tim Miles statements came after that game, uh, or the, or they were before. But the reports kind of indicated that the team didn't really show up, to, uh, you know, mentally or
0: emotionally to play. Um, you didn't watch the game. I didn't. I, you know me, Kay. Did you watch that game? I did. Yep. What you know? What? I I watched the first half, and then I watched about three and a half four minutes of the second half and i just thought i i can't do this i really can't do this anymore it's it hurts and i just i i'm like i don't understand what's going on Um, i wish i could make a joke there but it's it's you know again you're a young guy this is like Mm-hmm. Just a few years of basketball futility for you, but for like old sons of bitches like me, it's been our lives yeah. of watching this crap. So, you know, I, I just decided I, I, I don't know when I'll be able to watch this or do this again. I don't. I really don't.
1: I, I feel like uh, Cade will bounce back a lot easier from <laughs> from this than than you will, John.
2: <laughs> Are you going to respond to that? I mean I can. I think I will too. I think I mean I'm I'm used to these kind of games as you all obviously probably are too. And I mean we'll have a new coach in five games, four games, however many are left, four games. And I always find a way to hide myself up for every new coach we get, so
0: yeah well, I, I, you know what? when I was twenty one I'd bounced back from everything too <laughs> <laughs> twenty two well oh my god that whole year yes. there makes a difference he told you <laughs> no it was terrible it was terrible yeah. and then you were gonna you <laughs> were gonna make the comment about uh, miles a flippant comment that he shouldn't have said
1: yeah the the, the comment was I mean it's <laughs> It's not an uncommon statement, you know, for coaches to make. You know, it's well, you know, it, or not not just coaches, but you know, anybody. It's uh, uh, it you know, fire me or don't. At the end of the day, I, I'm I'm still putting the money in the bank. Uh, didn't yeah. didn't Bo Pelini make a a similar statement when he was on on the outs? I mean, it, it's yep. it, it's a shame. that – think- he said it. I mean, I I, I, didn't, I, I go ahead, Cade.
2: A lot of uh some came out today, not it didn't come out today, but when that that quote came out like yesterday or something and everybody was
0: freaking out about it,
2: I I didn't hate it like right away. Like I understand why people don't like it, but then in context that I haven't looked too far into today, but apparently in context like it made a lot of it it not that it made sense to say that. But it wasn't like it just came out of nowhere that he's like playing the pity me card. But I'm still going to be a millionaire. He was talking about some basketball movie, and it it, it went together with what he was saying beforehand. But everybody's just kind of cherry picking that one quote and putting him out there. Which I, I, like I said, I haven't done enough like looking into the context of what he said around it. But that's just what I've been seeing from people.
0: I think the thing is, is you know, this is Tim Miles. I think Tim Miles has been kind of an off-the-cuff guy with his comments, and he's, you know, for most of his tenure at Nebraska, he's been a guy that's been a, I think, fun to watch coach. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he, you know, he, he, he's, he's more honest. Remember that last year? I think he he was well most of the time he was tweeting at halftime until, you know, he stopped at one point, but. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you look at what Tim Miles has said over his career at Nebraska, it, it was just a flippant comment, and he's yeah. been kind of humorous with those comments. It, the timing sucked, and people are way too—you know—we we react to everything with such ferocity. Yeah. They, I don't know. If I
1: if I remember correctly, <laughs> in, in in seeing seeing it all completely in in context, there was a. Uh, uh, you know the the entire quote it contained. You know, as you said, uh, Kate, a, a movie quote or reference or something like that. I mean, it's you know, it, I I don't know. I have always enjoyed uh, Tim Miles' personality, um, and I've said you know for years now that I wanted him to be that guy who got Nebraska to that first tournament win. Um, you know, I looking now. I, I mean, still, I, I say this, you know, it's February 21st. I, I still stand by that. I, I still want them to go on a run. Um, you know, I'm not saying it's, it's going to happen, I, I, but I'd love for it to happen. I'd love for them to win out, win the Big Ten tournament, get the automatic bid into the NCAA yeah. tournament and, and, and make some something happen. It, it's, a uh, when you know, they they're not a bad basketball team. I think that's the frust- most frustrating part. Is I mean, yeah, they lost Copeland, you know, uh, you know, last month, I think, um, and they lost a, a bunch of games in a row. And I, I even said on this show that even in that stretch, that loss uh, of uh, Copeland was the biggest loss in in that you know six, seven, eight game, whatever it was, stretch. But they played Michigan State close. They played Illinois close. Uh, Illinois turns around and beats Michigan State and then Illinois is going to have to come to the vault uh, you know later uh, no I guess they don't I, I, I thought that they played them again but uh, you know they've got opportunities a top 15 Purdue team comes uh, to town you know this weekend and, and then they're on the road Michigan to Michigan and Michigan State and then you close things out Sunday March 10th against Iowa a lot of opportunity to you know make some noise and, and to to pick yourselves up and and if, if there's an on-the-court leader, and I think that's what we've been saying, John, for a couple weeks now is there's kind of been a lack of an on-the-court leader with uh, Nebraska ball, not just this season, but, you know, for a while. Uh, but if, if if you want an on-the-court leader, he better step up, you know, in the next two weeks. Otherwise, he, you know, they're, they're going to be finding a new coach or, or you know, maybe there's a few in mind already. I don't know. But, but uh, um, I, what's that? He's Got it in his top top drawer. Now, is that rumor and innuendo, or is that fact? He
2: said he always keeps a list of running coaches and football and basketball in his top drawer. So interesting.
0: You know what? Ain't any if you're in the if if you're an athletic director in any of any capacity whatsoever, you have to keep that.
1: No, and you I, have to
0: always do that because you never know when. Your coach is going to get arrested for DUI, and you're firing him the next day and making calls.
1: Here's the thing i I don't disagree that you need to have one. I just don't know if you necessarily need to make it public. I'm sure that, like you said, they all have one, and and I'm sure that you know the coaches probably know. But it's almost like a I see it almost as a vote of no confidence in in you know if you're like, well, you know, if this one doesn't work out, by God, I've got a list. We'll just start you know working down it. You know. I, that that that's where my you know I went mentally when when
0: when you said that, John. Really? Yeah. I don't think you know. Here's the thing: I don't think your boss, your boss, has that. Yeah, but I'm a nobody. Right, but if you know, but if you're in a very public position like that, and it's an extremely high-profile job. I mean, put it this way: if you're on a board of directors at a company. You don't think those guys already kind of know, I mean, like two years in advance or a year in advance, who the next CEO is going to be, maybe? No, no. Or I, the next guy they're going to bring. You know what I mean? No. High-profile positions like that, you have to have a contingency plan for I, this kind of stuff all the time.
1: No, and, and I get that. And, and like I said, even even you know the, the coaches, the, the Scott Frost or, or the Tim Miles or whomever probably know such a list exists, but I think... To acknowledge it publicly uh, is, is that that that's where I you know I scratch my head about because you know that that lets everybody else know and again assumptions are made or, or you know uh, the smart marks out there you know believe that you know the list exists and and again I'm sure it does but to acknowledge it I think is like yeah you know what if if Scott Frost doesn't work out by 2020 eh we you know we. We'll just we'll just scratch that name off and, and, and go. You know we'll see what Bob Stoops is doing or you know something like that. We'll uh, we'll get Urban Meyer out of his second or third retirement. You know that that type of thing. I, I just to acknowledge it publicly is is where I think that that uh, it it's a gray area,
2: especially during a seven game losing streak.
0: Sure. So, yeah. <laughs> I think there's, there's more to this Nebraska basketball story that we're going to find out uh, later. Maybe yeah. it won't be a while. But it, it just, I, Nana, just. Go ahead.
2: Nana Kenton actually tweeted um, after that Penn State game if you only. or like, if something along the lines of like, if you only knew half of it or something like that. So, I saw that.
0: And then you had the Kent Pavelkas st- uh, tweet, which has. Uh, yeah. Everyone has an opinion, and that's fine. I just wish I could share what I know and believe based on my experience. Can't do it, do it now for a lot of reasons. I mean, yeah, I don't talk about either. yeah, it's, you know, you can't, you can certainly make speculations and, and make it a lot of assumptions, but I, you know, what the hell is going on? What the hell is going on with Nebraska basketball? I mean, I don't know. It's almost like somebody said, no, we don't want to be successful. And shot this thing in the head.
1: Yeah, that uh, that, that tweet, Kay, that you mentioned from uh, Nana Atkinson says, you don't even know the half. And, yep. and that's just, I mean.
2: It, yeah. would, would, and he didn't play against Penn State until the garbage time at the end. He hasn't been playing for whatever. Yeah. I mean, not that I. Somebody said he was sick, but I mean, I don't know if you tweet that just because, right? You know, you're sick. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure we'll find out. So
1: there, there's a lot of uh, a lot of lot of questions that need answered, uh, but it's one of those things that you never know if if the questions are or, you know if the answers are going to come at all or you know, how far down the road is it going to be one of those, you know, like as soon as everybody involved in the program now has moved on where, you know, that then they'll start talking about it, you know, rather than, you know, if you're, uh, you know, uh, one of the younger guys and you don't want to poison the well, so to speak, if you got to keep playing there a couple of years, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, I don't- so what – we – during football season, when you know there's a lot le- uh, fewer games, we always do some some predictions and stuff. Where do you see? Do you see any more W's coming for this team?
2: We're four straight ranked opponents, and we just lost by thirty to nine and sixteen team. No, 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 no. We lost uh, by twenty four. Let, let's let's 24. twenty four. Okay, yeah, that's right. Yep. <laughs> uh maybe. Which one of those games are at home? Purdue. Uh, Purdue. (laughs) Purdue and Iowa. And Iowa? Okay. I think we could maybe, if if JPJ and Isaiah Roby just decide to have the best game of their career at the same time, I think we could probably beat either of those teams. I don't personally think uh, that's going to happen.
1: Well, that's depressing as hell.
0: <laughs> I mean, who knows? You know, if it, the the the, the yeah. rank or ranking in the NET, we might make the NIT. Yeah, I, I, I think
2: don't. we're still out forty in like all those rankings. Somehow, maybe that dropped after Penn. State, but what?
1: Because the, the team has, you know, they started up really well and just conference schedule beat them beat them up they're 15 and 12 only 5 and 11 in the conference um you know we've talked before about you know the the difference that they've got playing home versus away is there they're they're not on a bubble right now i mean they're well outside Uh, there's no what how many of these games do they have to win to get into the tournament or do they have to win the big 10 tournament
2: I think if they win, I, I thought if going into Penn State, I, I said three of these next five, and they probably can get in just because the Big Ten is looked at as really strong this year, unlike last year. Um, so if I stay by that, they have to win three of these four games, which maybe two of these four, and then if that gets them into the Big Ten. Does every team play in the Big Ten tournament, or is it like the top – Whatever team. every, every team's
1: no, out, every
0: everybody does. But, but
1: like the, the worst, the worst four teams at right, John have to play an extra game. I think yeah. so.
2: Yeah, maybe if uh, two wins and then win two games in the Big Ten tournament because the first, uh, maybe even just one game depends on who they play. Probably at least two more games, at least three more total wins. I would say. Okay. To just be in the conversation.
1: Well, I'm. Uh, I'm eager to see. I, I'm not going to lie. It's uh, uh, my focus has been less on the Huskers uh, the last couple weeks and, and more on the St. Louis Blues uh, and <laughs> their their hot streak. But uh, and and hockey uh, in general, we're, I'm excited for next week's conversation because we're going to talk a little Husker hockey on the podcast. But uh, um, yeah, this is this is an enigmatic team. Because on paper, you know, it, especially heading into uh, the preseason, obviously there was a lot of hype and it was, you know, touted as the best, you know, Husker team ever or, yeah. you know, it, again, on paper, but man, something, something about, you know, January and into February, uh, it, it, things fell apart. And uh, obviously uh, Isaac Copeland being hurt played a, a significant role in that. Um, but, you you know, we don't know what happens behind the scenes. And, uh, and until, you know, that laundry gets aired out, nobody will have the full story. So I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. It's, uh, it's, it's a head-scratcher for me.
0: Do you have a happy subject? Do you have a happy subject? Who, me? Yeah. Uh,
1: um, uh, yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> In a couple of I'm weeks. I'm just
0: a sidekick.
1: No, never. In a couple of weeks yes. in in the middle of March, John, pay attention. This is this affects you directly. In the middle of March, Haas oh, comes back. And when he returns to the show after his uh, uh, student teaching, the three of us on the podcast are all going to drink a course banquet. <laughs>
0: Okay, I so look forward to that. (laughs) You'll have to invite me for that one. Geez, maybe we could, maybe we could see how many people we could get on at the (laughs) same time, and we could all drink a delicious course banquet together.
1: In in honor of Haas completing successfully a uh, another round of student teaching, I'm willing, and I'm not a course banquet guy. I've I've been a staunch opponent. You know, I, I roll my eyes every time he says he's enjoying a crisp straight from the Rockies Coors Banquet. Uh, but <laughs> in honor of his return, I'm planning to swallow my pride and nasty beer for Haas. Do
0: you Do you have a favorite beer, Cade?
2: Uh, I'm a college student, so I, I pretty much just drink the the buds, the bushes, and the natural. Pretty key- much anything <laughs> with the light. The key Whatever
0: swell you can find for free.
2: Yep. Well, that uh, works.
1: We've all been there. We we've all danced. Right. We've I, all danced with that lady. Let me tell you.
0: I still do that.
1: Dance with the lady. Well, you know what?
0: Well, you know, if I'm going somewhere and somebody goes, "Here, I have this beer," and I look at it and I go, "Well, it's free." <laughs>
1: That's true. That's true. I uh, yeah. I, I I had a Bud Light recently for the first time in a very long time. And it it was underwhelming as it always. It's was. water.
0: Yeah, it's water. It, yeah.
1: Then I yeah. go. To, then I go to my local brewery and uh, I sit down and have three beers last Saturday, recording my other podcast. And uh, in the brewery, like in where they brew and can the beers, and uh, uh, I, I good flavors on those beers. Let me tell you. 4204 Main Street Brewing Company, Belleville, Illinois. Give them a shout-out. They deserve it. That's all. You wanted me to bring up a happier topic, John, so I brought up beer. That's the happiest topic I could think of.
0: <laughs> That's not bad.
1: It, it, it also may indicate that I have a problem.
0: <laughs> oh, I don't know. you got a ways to go. Okay, fine. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. What else are you looking for, Cade? What do you need from us at Coordination? Uh,
2: just, I don't even know. I just Exposure, I guess. Is, whoa, whoa, is, whoa, whoa, is whoa,
1: whoa, whoa. We do <laughs> not do that type of thing at Coordination. I don't know what kind of website you think this is, but there's no exposing of anything
2: anywhere. <laughs> That's the <laughs> selfish part, that, I guess. But I don't know. Just writing about what i love so whatever happens happens i guess
1: you know what they say if you do what you love you never work a day in your life and if you do it at coronation you don't have to worry about getting paid
0: wow (laughs) (laughs) i don't you know i will ask you one more thing and it's it's a brutally honest question i mean you You got newspapers dying all over the place, and yet you're choosing to basically go into journalism. I mean, are you sane?
2: Uh, The good thing about sports media is it opens up to uh, like ad PR and marketing. So I'm not banking on the
0: the dollars coming from the journalism part. Because I'll tell you what, I do, uh, you know, when I go to games anymore, I try to get credentialed as a photographer. I don't I've discovered yeah. that uh, I don't do as well seating sitting in a media box and the reason is because well honestly I I don't hear very well if I'm actually I'm not going into that that's boring <laughs> I'm getting old okay I can hear fine if I'm sitting in a room by myself with But if there's a lot of distractions, I don't hear people talking to me. I can't understand what they're saying. My brain's damaged, for God's sakes. What do you want from me? But if I go as a photographer, I'm always running into these guys that are like. uh, uh, Well, like last year, I shot uh, volleyball at Nebraska, and uh, you know there was two student photographers there, and I I asked both of them why and why why I mean journalists. Uh, That you've always got that cloud of I'm being cut or my job's being eliminated or, you know, the newspapers are dying, hang over your head. Photographers, and these are very uh, people of professional photographers with very good careers, they don't get paid shit. And, uh, you know, I talk to them when I'm even the professionals that have been doing it for a long time. Uh, I spent the College World Series last year talking a lot with a Getty photographer who was – Uh, talking about how they get paid and how difficult it is to actually make a fair amount of money doing professional photography anymore. So I always ask, you know, younger people, why why in the hell? You know, if I was doing something right now, I'd go into cybersecurity because everybody's going to be hacking everything everywhere all the time. But I'm a geeky guy, so that was long and rambling, wasn't it? (laughs)
1: That, that really was a departure from the fun topic of beer.
0: So, uh, life advice. <laughs> I, I yeah I, the life the life advice I'd give you is is uh cyber- What's so, well, that, that's you know that's not for everybody. The life advice I would give you is the more tools you have in your toolbox, the better off you'll be in the long run, and that goes back to what Shelley Smith said about having to learn to do video and having to learn to do photography and having to learn to do writing and all these other things that going along with doing stuff, because, uh, yeah, I mean, the more, the more tools you have, the more valuable you make yourself and you never know where the next opportunity is going to come from. In, in, to, sure.
1: to put that in, in a nerdy terminology, cause I'm a nerd. My, my other podcast is nerd United. Uh, never mind. Uh, be green arrow. And, by God, have a quiver full of really unique arrows that, you know, people might uh, might raise an eyebrow or question why you have an arrow with a uh, boxing glove on it. Don't worry about it. Uh, you know, just, just you know, have that complete set, uh, and, and uh, you're going to be all right. Do you have any questions for us, Cade? Because, you know... I have a question. Now, hold on, damn it, John. Uh, I'm, I'm 36. And as we mentioned before, John is 420, uh, years old. And, uh, so he's been around, he's, he's got some sage-like wisdom. Is there anything that, you know, I'm not your contemporary, but I'm not ancient. What, what, uh, questions do you have for me? I did spend 10 years in radio. I'll
2: ask a Nebraska-based question. Does playing Wisconsin mean anything
1: to you? Ooh. Ooh, that's not a a life advice question. Uh, Yeah, I I hate Wisconsin, and I'll tell you why. The first – our first conference game after the switch to the Big Ten was uh, in Wisconsin 2011, and I was on vacation with my wife uh, and some very dear friends of ours – and we were out west in Oregon. And, uh, you know, right along the beach, it was fantastic. Had, like, a beach house. And I said, hey, when it gets to Saturday night, I'd really like to watch the Husker game, and everybody was on board. We're sitting there, we're drinking beers, Nebraska gets their face kicked in, and my vacation was ruined. So I hate Wisconsin. Uh, I want nothing more than to beat them uh, pillar to post year in and year out. And I think... Thanks to Scott Frost. In, uh, yeah. in, in the years to come, that's what's going to happen.
0: John, take it away. You mean the Wisconsin thing? Yeah. Well, I've lived in Minnesota since 1989. I was excited that Nebraska joined the Big Ten. Uh, I've been to Madison twice, and both times we got the living shit kicked out of us. You know, one of those was the Melvin Gordon 460 billion yards by the third quarter game. I think he's just uh, both of my experiences in Madison. Both my experiences in Madison were really fun, except for the football games. And here's another problem: uh, I have three kids. My oldest son, I was around all of his soccer team and all of his friends when they were growing up. And a lot of those kids didn't choose to go to the Minnesota; they went to Wisconsin. So when they started kicking our ass, I didn't just hear it from like uh, you know people I knew at my job. I heard it from all these freaking young people that were at Wisconsin. So does beating Wisconsin mean something to me? Yeah, it does. Actually, right now beating Wisconsin means multitudes more than ever playing Oklahoma again. And. I mean, the the rivalries in the Big Ten, I think Nebraska fans still need to get their hands around the relationships that the Big Ten has with each other. Everybody complains about Maryland and Rutgers. Screw that. Look in the past. Even now in basketball season, go look at Indiana versus Purdue in basketball. And and understand a little bit more about that rivalry. I understand most people don't do that kind of stuff. But uh, your question was beating Wisconsin. Yeah, I want to beat Wisconsin. I don't want to slaughter Iowa. Yes. That, yeah, that'd be a good season. I want to st- okay. I want to. I want tears of the t- blood coming out of their eyeballs that they are weeping <laughs> that hard. Yep,
1: that's the thing John just said on the Five Heart Podcast. Everybody, tears of blood <laughs> from grief and despair. I can think of no better way to end the show. John, you've done it again. All so. right. Uh, Cade, we have uh, a way of, of sending everybody off. Uh, after John says, go Big Red, would you do us the honor of saying, win the damn game? Okay. All right. So that is it for our show. Thanks again to Cade uh, for hopping on. and He got home safely. That You got home safely, yep. right? Okay, he got home and safely. That, that's what matters. And, uh, and we had a, a blast getting to know him and uh, talking a little Nebraska ball. As I mentioned, we're going to talk a little hockey, little Nebraska Husker hockey uh, next week on the show, and uh, we're going to have all the details for you. Uh, We're going to give you all the reasons why I'm excited to talk a little puck. And uh, we're going to be joined, I think, with one of the coaches uh, from the uh, hockey uh, team, the the club hockey team that that they have there. So that is going to be next week on the show. Don't forget, if you want a Five Heart Podcast shirt, you can get it. You can get an Iowa Sucks shirt. Uh, as well just go to jitterymonkey.com/shop you might have to do a little scrolling through to find exactly what you're looking for we're adding new merch all the time at jitterymonkey.com/shop and right now through february 25th if you use the coupon code save15 you get 15% per, let me try that again <clears throat> 15% off everything shirts uh Caps, you know, uh, ball caps, uh, hoodies, long sleeve shirts, tank tops, coffee mugs. Fifteen percent off everything when you use the coupon code to save fifteen. That's the only commercial we do. All it is is uh, it's it's just a little little uh, little shirt on your back to help out the show and to help pay for all the stuff that I have accumulated podcast wise in my house that my wife just shakes her head at it. so uh slash shop use the coupon code save 15 now through february 25th 15 percent off everything that'll do it for this episode of the five heart podcast my name is greg mahachko and uh, for john Dam johnston and for kate doman we remind you this week and every week that five heart is all the heart you need john
0: go big red kate win the damn game